Welcome to the 13th edition of the Wolves Women podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined today by Sai. Good evening. And Tom. Hi, everyone. And we'll kick straight on to what has been a very busy week of football for Wolves women. Um, We'll start off with last Sunday's game on the 23rd of January at home against Derby County. Um, We know what the score was. It was a good win, 3-2. Amber, Tammy, Amy, Amber, Tammy, and Anna Morfit on the score sheet. But we'll just quickly run through the lineup. It was Shan, Laura Cooper, Anna Price, Emma Cross, Tammy George, Jade Cross, Amber Hughes, Kelly Darby, Anna Morfit, Ali Miller, and Beth Merrick. I suppose the the big change there is Laura Cooper coming in, uh, and well, Laura Cooper and Perks coming in for. Uh, Helen Demody and Summer Holmes there. So, so, so any sort of initial thoughts on that? I f- think. Um, yeah, I mean, Summer was unavailable. I think she was travelling, so and H is injured, so it was fairly, fairly. Uh, the team kind of picked itself really. Um, what it's going to be? Cooper's very good. She can play right wing back and um, central midfield. She did a good job in there. Um, so yeah, it was just a case of. It was pretty obvious what the team was going to be with the with the personnel there. We've still not had any news on on H's injury and how long she's going to be out for. She hasn't played all week, so um, I didn't get a chance to speak to her to ask her to be honest. Um, but but yeah, fairly sort of standard. It, it is at the moment now. We could you know when we the season first started, we were kind of guessing to teams lineups, and to be fair, we always almost got it wrong but I think we have seen that the settled 11 now and we can pretty much guess exactly where people are going to go and the way that we play with the wing backs um etc so yeah it's uh, it's pretty good yeah H went off against Bedworth Brit in the county cup sort of pre-Christmas and we've not seen her since Tom I think but, but you think you were happy with that lineup in the end what you know with noting who was available yeah, I think it was the uh, strongest possible lineup what Maka could select. Really, obviously, with H um, being out injured and obviously Summer um, being away, so I think yeah, he, he put the right team. I mean, that was probably the strongest what he had to pick from. So, and I mean, I think I mean you both were at, at the game in varying capacities. I mean, um, it seemed to be sort of a, a we sort of sort of. Went one nil down very early on, if I remember rightly, and then sort of battled back into the game and took that lead, and and then they got a late like a late penalty. I mean, did we? Is it was it sloppy that early goal to concede? Um, I would say so. I would say it's, it's we don't seem to start games very well, and I've noticed that just a trend that we sort of we always seem to let teams have a a phase, a a, a wave of momentum and build up momentum rather than control games. You know, every game we've ever had, or sort of letting other team have a a prolonged period of, of you know of pressure. It was a slow start, um, and you know Wolves Wolves battled really hard for the win. They keep They've got in the box three times. And scored three times, and then it was you know a different kind of win because they were hanging on. It was wave after wave of Derby attack. Precious Hamilton came on, and it was just literally one way traffic, and Wolves just got pushed that deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, to come away the win is fantastic because it was it was a little smash and grab, but you you you, you find a way to win in different ways. They were completely under the cosh for the last half an hour at least. You know, two penalty appeals waved away. You know, I think the referee on the day got. 
got the big decisions uh, correct. I know there were some frustrations with sort of the general, you know, the general handling of the players and the flow and the ebb and flow of the game. But actually, the big decisions, uh, I think you got right. The you know the the, the pressure and that that came on, but two amazing saves from Shane in the second half, one point blank. Um, it's just a different way to win. Um, but I do think that we need to try and control games the whole period. You're never going to steamroll every team and you're never going to stop teams from having chances. But I just think that it needs to be a bit cuter in the way that they uh, control games, especially when they're ahead. Don't let teams back in. Um, we'll move on to the Albion game a little bit later on. But that was, again, uh, a sort of evidence of, of allowing teams to build up ahead of steam. Yeah, a bit of a scrappy penalty to give away, Tom, don't you think? You know, well, it was scrappy to give away a penalty, should I say. You know, it's not good. Um, thoughts on the penalty? Well, I think the referee got the decision right, in all fairness. I think that, you know, you know she hadn't had any intention of getting the ball. Um, That's it. So, it's, a naive tack- it's a naive tackle, isn't yeah. it? And it's one that, yeah. if, the ball's in, if the ball's in front of you, then you say, fair enough, she's shielding, but the ball, and that's the kind of explanation that, that, that was being given, you know, and, and there's some crowd by me asking about it and said, you can't do that if the ball's 20 yards away from you. You're not looking to play the ball. You're only looking to body the player. It's naive. Yeah. Yeah. I think the referee got the decisions right in the end, um, in the game. Um, it was definitely a penalty, but as I say, as I said earlier, we're going behind early on to come back and, you know, to get the win shows, you know, the shows what these girls are made of, and it's you know, we never know when they're beaten. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the key in that sense, isn't it? It's it's having that ability to win scrappy games as well, and and yeah. teams that win leagues don't, yeah, win scrappy games, and that's you know, we'll look at sort of the, onto the rest of the season later on in, the, in this episode, but you know, we're noting where we are at the minute in the league. We got to keep on winning scrappy games, scrappy if needs be. It, you know that's the only way we're going to win the league. You know, win these sort of games, scrappy, or not lose these games. Shall I say, that's the key. Um, I was really intrigued by Macca's comments at the end of the game, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase them slightly. Um, he basically said we shouldn't have won against the best team in the league, and I know what he was getting at. He was getting at the fact we've got 90 days without playing league football, lack of momentum and Derby are a good team but is that a bit of reverse psychology do you think Si? Is that a bit of you know, make, building yeah, an underdog mentality? It's keep, yeah, it's keeping us grounded we didn't have our full strength and they personally, I mean I've had run-ins with Derby in the past, but personally they didn't play their best team they, they, you know, they showed that by bringing on Precious and they they their subs were, were, were better than the ones that we made and they what they felt started was their best. But they were the favourites pre-season. I think them and Forrest as well and, and, and Forrest, you know, have signed some good players and I think they'll be in the mix. They'll, they'll come good towards the end of the season and they absolutely tore us a new one in the cup. Um, but, I'm, you know, from where where Derby have been, I would say they actually are the best team in the, in the league. Uh, Fylde have got some good links with other clubs and, and things diverse. But I think it was correct, and it's just reminding the girls just to what you've done and what your achievement is, and that no one expected Wolves to, to get promoted and to be you know top or near the top of the league with the games in hand. Um, and that's just 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 reminding people that you know they wanted to they they talked about escaping relegation when they went up and then done the next one and now. You know, keeping them grounded, keeping them going. You know, we've got games in hand. 
we talked before about these games and it was also about winning, picking up points, but also not losing ground. And I don't like to say I told you so, but I think I did say we beat Derby, beat Albion and draw with Wild. So, and and that's what it's all about. Do not lose. Do not gain ground. Um, So, but yeah. Uh, I've gone off topic a little bit, but he's just keeping them grounded. They've got to keep going. They've got to keep momentum and just keep... They're, they're sitting very well with an underdog mentality and you get to be in a bonnet when you're the underdog and that's how you want to play. You know, they are... We're supposed to beat them and that's how you keep, you know, keep going. Still a long, long, long way to go in this season. Um, you know, teams are now starting to come forward that didn't, you know, the Huddersfield are there or thereabouts. Huddersfield gave us nightmares before. Mm. Burnley picked up a good result today. Yeah, Forest are going to come good. We're still going to play them. So, although I did say last week, oh, if we got seven points, we know we'd be home and hose. And I've started to look at the running and the way that it is. Mm. Still going to play Huddersfield, still going to play Burnley, still going to play Forest. You know, again, it's the game of cup final, but we still got to play Loughborough twice. We still got to play Hull. We still got to play Sheffield twice. So, you know, yeah. take care of business of them. And I think we should be okay. Yeah. And Tom Macca also heaped praise upon Perks for her, her leadership and performance. Not, I think she, he, he wasn't just referencing to the game on, you know, that game against Derby, but that you showed then you got any sort of views on that performance. Yeah. You know, we know what Perks brings to the team, you know, obviously, um, she's been captain at Wolves for, for many years now, her leadership on the pitch. And she when she's on the pitch, she's always a presence and she's always someone who you can rely on. Um, so, yeah, I think it was an all-round great performance for Perkins. And I think, you know, Shan Turner as well, just a shout-out to Shan because, you know, that save to, to deny Derby was just incredible. I mean, how she pulled it off. God knows, but it was t- just amazing. Was that the one she ticked um, on the bar or the point blank one? The point blank, right in front. I mean, yeah, yeah. that should be that should be going in, but she kept it out. And the other one, what size she tipped on the bar, and you know, that's that's the kind of players you want in your team. You know, lots of perks and shiny who shows there. You know, you know, especially with perks, it shows you know a, a, a leadership skills and you, you know that's what you need somebody like her an old head on the pitch who's going to you know help the youngsters around her completely completely I think it, uh, it was somebody I picked out as the player of last of 2021 was perks in that last episode towards the end of last year was sort of because she hadn't got the game time but she was still there still you know misreliable you know and you know she was you know you knew if the person yeah. was coming onto the pitch you knew you would get what you'd get out of her i think on perksy had we have been had covid never happened and had we got promoted and had she got to actually lift the trophy and say we got promoted i think she'd have said that's it for me mm. i think she's done and said i'm okay I, I you know that's just an opinion i'd ask her but why not sort of finish on a high that you've won a trophy. And then I'll be interested to see if that would have infected the decision. Or actually, I'll have one more crack in the division above. Um, I'd like to think that maybe I'm just thinking of how I would approach it, but win on a trophy. I mean, she may never know. Hopefully, she could do this season. Well, exactly. Exactly. Lift, well, lift trophy and then gain promotion afterwards. That would be, yeah, ideal. <laughs> Don't even um, start me on that play. Don't start me on that playoff again. I can't. That's not a tangent I want to go down. No, we'll save that for when we're in it, hopefully. Touch wood. Um, moving on to sort of that that small matter in the midweek um, then of 
ourselves versus the, uh, the the team from down the road who play in Tesco carrier bags. It was a highly enjoyable game, a highly enjoyable game, even if I had to listen to it on, on uh, Radio West Bromwich Albion, a.k.a. Switch Radio. Um, so, yeah, very similar. In fact, it was near enough player for player the same. It was player for player the same team. Um, and, and we wrote, you know, Came out three 0 winners. That's the double over them. Uh, and I, mean, I think preview, you know, when we previewed this game, we said it wasn't the same West Bromwich Albion team that we played early on in the season. And I think everything we've seen, even though the score was different, it was you know higher this time around. It was a different team. So, your views on that one? Well, I have to say, first and foremost, it was a crap game. It was flat, a temper. You know, it, it, it was just not a great game. You know, for the neutral, it was just Tom was with me just seemed really flat and really not in the performance just in the atmosphere it wasn't a derby it wasn't a derby atmosphere it wasn't they didn't seem up for it their crowd didn't seem up for it and we feed off the energy when we're at home I mean even there was less people in there there was sorry there was more people at, at Sutton Coalfield than there was on Sunday at Derby and Derby brought some fans but it was buzzing and when there was a goal there was a roar but just from minute one when the teams came out no there was nothing I know it was bloody freezing but there was nothing. It was just controlled, you know, and, and in the game, the actual game itself, Wolf side off, much the better side and then scored. Good goal, well-deserved. But then again, they let Albion back in and Albion and hit the bar and then within two, you know, building up Edison within two minutes, Tammy scored an absolute wonder strike from a defensive mix-up. Great goal. But even that, it just, it was just like a polite ripple and there were plenty of Wolves fans in there, but there just wasn't, you know, there wasn't the Derby atmosphere because it was just a bit disrespectful it was just a bit easy it was just like Wolves were in second gear the whole way through 2-0 up bring on Summer Holmes she's like a metronome in the in midfield just ticking over spraying balls around get a third goal job done tickle their bellies and off we go home it, it was literally was that straightforward go on Tom he... yeah I agree with the atmosphere you know it didn't feel like a derby it just didn't didn't have that derby feel to it um, I think you can look at partly with partly with West Brom fans. And I think there's more Wolves fans there in West Brom, but you can look at partly as that as the men's team being at home mm. on the same night. But on the team performance, you know, um, it wasn't our greatest footballing performance, but we controlled the game and you know we got in the lead. But then you know they hit the bar, um, but when we went tuning up, Tammy George, amazing stroke from Tammy. Um, it was a mistake at the back from Baggy's goalkeeper and the defensive mix-up. Um, but it's amazing going from tuning up then, you're cruising, it's just you know, in control of the game. And, you know, we, we got the third one at the AM through Jade, but I would have liked to have seen a better, better atmosphere in the game. Um, you know, because as, as Sorry says, you know, our, our players feed off the atmosphere, they feed off the fans. So, you know, without it, it, I'd just like the atmosphere to be a bit better, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was listening. I was, I'd, I'd been coaching that the evening, so I was having to listen to, uh, as I said, on Switch Radio. And um, we'll come to the, the media coverage in a second, but you couldn't hear the crowd, even when the raid, even when um, the, the goals went in. It wasn't. You you heard a noise. You heard a bit of a cheer. You heard the commentators go, Oof, or you know, make a sort of a, an acknowledgement of it. But yeah, as you say, even down the radio, you couldn't hear much in the background. Not. You know, and when you sort of you listen even to anything else, you you start to hear noises, you hear people activity around, especially when no disrespect to switch radio, but I think Mikey Burroughs 
commentary for the uh, you know last season in the Watford, you know the games in the FA Cup was a lot better. Yeah, you know, as in sound quality was a lot better. So uh, you know it so shows how lucky we are with that setup. Um, but yeah, let's just touch on Tammy's goal because that was that was some goal to side, wasn't it? It was, and she all she tried it on. So she tried it against Derby. She tried exactly uh, very similar. I'm sure it was Tammy that tried a, a lob the keeper from from similar distance. Just really opportunist. Just looked up, saw it, hit it. Goalkeeper could have done better a little bit, but she just beaten by it. But take nothing away from it, and uh, and I hope that the Wolves do the yeah, the goal of the season and put, pop Tammy's goal in there um, because it was a great strike, which is you know such instinctive. But on Tammy's performance in general, she was everywhere she won everything the most complete performance i've seen from one player we've come off games going who was who was player of the match where you couldn't give it to there was absolutely no doubt it was Tammy. it was just she was head and shoulders above she was well up for it she won everything she dominated she took you know and you cannot you know enough, enough superlatives for, for the performance and having a goal like that just caps it off yeah, and Maka then made me feel bloody old when he t- told us all that she was 21 and you sort of thinking, that's just not it fair. It just goes to show how much enjoying your football matters and especially more in the women's game because men go and play football wherever they want and they're paid uh, and they'll just go and take the money and they'll be mercenaries. But, you know, she went off, she went and she was in and around Tottenham and in and around their reserves and played there, wasn't really enjoying the football you know, and didn't enjoy it and then come back and she's just at home. Yes, it's a level below, but it just goes to show when you get the most out of them and then they're enjoying it and, and that thing. And she loves playing for the club. She's golden black. She you know, she gets on with the girls uh, and that's you know, massive for her. And when you get the best out of her, she's unstoppable. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it, as well? She is one of us. So she, you know, she she's a, she's a golden black girl and she wants to play for the club. So that's, that's part of it. Um, and the other thing I'm going to touch on is is the media coverage. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. We saw the Express and Star were down there with Nathan Judah and Liam Keane. And as I said, Switch Radio were covering it, which was all really good to see. My only comment was, why aren't they there again? This, I mean, Switch were obviously covering, as I said, our, our West Point, Albion radio pretty much. But there's it's that continuation of that coverage, keeping that level of coverage up, you know, Nathan Judah and Liam King sung the girls' praises on, on basically on the night and then later on recording the podcast. And I mean, I think Nathan comments tweeted out that he didn't think that, you know, they he's he, I think the phrase was that they need to be in the league above or something along those lines. Um let's see that from the Express and Stars, my view. You know, let's they need to step up to the mark. So si, views, am I am I talking yeah. or yeah, I think it generally just it's gotta get them in the in with the trends. We've spoken before about, you know, Tim's Tim's beers has always been quite you know, it mentioned us when he had the Modern New View podcast that was sort of taken down by the athletic um, for a more generic football base for everyone and, and they would always get behind them and the Express and Star haven't really seemed to be interested you know I, I knew personally the old Wolves correspondent uh, and it's a shame he's not doing the job he's now at war, doing the Warsaw game because I would have tried to have spoken to Joe Edwards to try and get a drum a bit more but I suppose they're the people that know if there is an appetite for it and it'd be interesting to see what engagement that they've got um, as we as we get closer and closer Closer to the, the end of the season, they'll be Johnny come lightly, and I'm sure they'll hop on the bandwagon. Um, in general, they're probably more coverage. I mean, I don't think they're going to get Wolves women game covered by any radio station or anything dedicated for a while. 
I know the club don't want to stream games, etc., to keep fans going to the stadium and that they don't have anything. But there could be there could be a little bit more, and there could be a bit more coverage. And I don't ever think I don't mean I don't buy the Express and stuff, but I don't ever see match reports. It wouldn't hurt to send someone there, and you know, even if one, even if they were saying to us, can we can we do one? And you know, between myself, if I'm there, Tom, any of us, even Jess, because Jess really wants to do football writing, say, well, can you do us something and we'll pop it in? Who knows? You know, they could at least do something, a few lines, just to just to keep peaking interest in there. I mean, does anyone even buy newspapers anymore? Well, I, I mean, certainly don't buy. I mean, obviously, I don't get the expression star down in my neck of the woods, but <laughs> fortunately, or you don't want to see the papers I do get. They're, they're locally to me, they're even worse. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I had a quick draw of the Express and Star website recently, uh, not just on the Wolves side of things. The coverage of Villa's women is as bad, if not worse, than Wolves women. Do the so, Birmingham Rail do anything? And mind you, their website's just clickbait city, so I I, I, go on the I don't go on it, so um, <laughs> I just try to avoid. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think you're right. I think there needs to be more coverage. Um, and, and I suppose the, the, the question there is, Tom, isn't it? Is it what, chicken and egg? If, if you don't send the reporters down there and write the articles, you don't have the people interested. In you don't get the people interested in it, do you, Tom? Well, no, you're right. Um, I think, you know, the Express and Star do need to step up a bit. I think as for local, uh, our local paper, I mean, I see them do a lot about um, the under-23s. I've seen that, you know, Liam King's been there for a few games this season, um, to Kitty. So I think that, you know, you could we could easily come down to Castlecroft on a Sunday afternoon. You know, it's only it's in Wolverhampton. You know, it's not far from the their offices. I mean, their offices is only like a five minute drive away. So it's easy for them to come down or send a reporter down to the grounds. And you know, I think even you know, I presume we've got some junior reporters as well who went for Chester and Star. So why don't you give them a chance? You know, to come down and write a report for um on the walls, women. I mean, it's. More coverage does need to be done. I think um, it, you can turn up for a black country derby, but if you're only going to do that, what's the point? You know, if you're going to come and support us, to come down and, you know, support us at other games as well, just not just a black country derby, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree, Tom. And I think you've also got the Derby University journalism students who, to, who are there regularly, who you could sort of work with Wolves as a club to sort yeah. of feed into. Anyway... No, we got off the, the Express and Star and move on to Wolves versus Fylde today. Um, the change, the only change to the team was Ali Miller came, at, dropped out. Um, I believe she was competing, or the two changes, Ali Miller dropped out because um, she's competing in the futsal tournament this weekend. All the best to her for that. And Perks dropped out or perks, uh, Summer Holmes came in basically for Ali, basically, and, and Laura Cooper moved across in that. Um, I mean, so, something we touched. I mean, Beth Merrick's got the goal for us, even though Fylde reported it as anamorphic, um, which was their Twitter feed was having an interesting day, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Called me on the first goal as well. Caught you on the go, and also then um, apparently Helen Demodi got booked as well. And and Sai, can you book a player who's not even at the game? Well, I don't even think of the squad. I mean, I'm trying to think of what's H's squad number. Somewhere sixteen, isn't she? Yeah, I, I can't don't remember. Even know. 
Uh, I'm just looking at a picture. I can't even be bothered to look for it. Um, yeah, it's obviously just poor. You know, it's just giving the wrong names out, etc. Um, yeah, somewhere 16, unless H wears 18, uh, potentially. But I think mean, I just got off a team sheet. Um, but um, yeah, that, that I mean, fair play that they're actually tweeting out, which is more than we get sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know that they're they're getting involved and they're they're putting it on there and putting things like yellow card and. And stuff that's on there. Um, but yeah, it definitely was Beth that scored. Good. I'm glad she's getting, to getting back amongst the goals. Good for confidence. She scored a hell of a lot last season. We've talked about it. And long may that continue. We, we are a good team that get goals from everywhere. That We're not heavily reliant um, on, on just one person scoring goals. We're getting them from, from all around the pitch. You know, we're a set-piece um, specialist. But it's just a good... It's just a good points and it's just a good not gaining letting filed gain ground on us that's what it's all comes to. it was a it was a must not lose game which is funny when you're at the top but it's just keeping that momentum keeping going i don't think they really care about the unbeaten record really if they if they if they win and they they win the league and they they lost a couple of games along the way so what but you know it is still in their hands win all, all their games yeah, just picking so up on get yeah, we'll go into the playoffs. Yeah, just picking up on size point there, Tom. I just double checked, and do you know how many different goal scorers, including our own goal, we've had this season? Um, I'm, size ten, ten. I'm gonna say nine. Seventeen. Seventeen. Including own goals, yeah. We, I mean, this is a really it picks up on a really good point that as you say that we've. Where have you just dug that from? I, I've got my little spreadsheet up here with with all the goal scorers because that was Beth Merrick's eighth goal of the season as well. There you go, you see. No that's way, that's that. yeah, that's unusual. Well, not unusual, so that's a surprise. Yeah, because you, you know she didn't see uh, scoring that many. She's that's not disrespectful. I just didn't think she scored that many. She's no. a brilliant player, I love Beth, but. Well, she got hat trick if I remember rightly against Bedworth. Um, oh, that doesn't count in that competition. I mean, yes, that's all season. That's that's all season. Okay, but, yeah, but yeah, but no, she scored quite a few goals. I think, yeah, as you said, so it's it's about not losing ground, isn't it? Really, so that today it was a is a must not lose ground. Um, uh, and with Derby County draw, uh, losing against Burnley as well, that was a, a, a huge result, Tom, wasn't it? Um, Massive, um, <clears throat> because I was like three points in front of us going into a game. But you know we had we three in hand. But you know them losing today, us getting a point, um, close the gap now to two points. Um, with you know still for three games in hand, so their result was massive. I mean, Burnley, we played Burnley, and Burnley are a tough side, and I think we've still got them to come as well away. Um, I think we drew with them at home, so. You know, they are a tough side to beat. And, um, you know, so that was a massive result for us today um, at Fold and Bidarby losing as well. Yeah, I think, as, as I agree with Sai as well, with Fold, it should going into it. It was, you know, you just got to um, not lose it and just not lose it today. And we've done that, you know, we've gone there, we've lost no ground to them. Um, and we'll point behind them three games in hand and just win our games and just take it game by game. Yeah, completely. The the other controversial, I'm going to say the term controversial moment, was the fact that Summer Holmes got a straight red card. Um, no one is 100% clear why or what happened. No, Sai is. I'll go on, Sai. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, I've had it. I've, I've I've checked, and it's um, there were some handbags. Um, I don't know it's either a, a retaliation or some handbags. Um, so it's been confirmed by someone that I'm speaking to, not naming names, um, that it was nothing in turn, and it was just sort of. So the, the player that I spoke to said, not sure what happened. There were some handbags turned around and saw someone walking off. So there was a, a bit of a coming together of some sort. So. Yeah, because uh, the pitch that, that we've seen is uh, on the Getty Images site is somewhere sort of standing a good few the meters. The referee seems miles away, though, and sort of throwing yeah. a yellow card, at, at the, at throwing a red card at her from absolutely acres away, which just doesn't seem very good match control. I mean, and shouts. And yeah, shouting as well. Giving her a gobble, yeah. But we weren't there, so it's difficult to comment. But yeah, oh, I like some. I think she's an absolutely excellent player. She's got a booking in her, but you don't mind that because sometimes it's bloody needed and it's warranted and you need to the dark arts. But just don't try and. And I, mean, I had a laugh when she was warming up. I was stood next to Tom and I said, Tom, I said to somebody, you come in, I said, yeah, I said, I bet you booked in 10 minutes. She told me to F off, which is absolutely fine. That's what I'd expect. Yeah. Um, but, um, but. Sometimes she can get rattled and get riled, but you know it's difficult to comment. We weren't there; don't know what happened. Uh, and I hope you know if it's a straight red card and if it's that there's some a push out of someone, then it's going to be three matches, and that's uh, not good. If it's foul and abusive language, it's a two match ban. Uh, if it is violent conduct, then it's a, a three match ban. Uh, it can't be any worse than my game this morning, going off on a tangent because I sent off the keeper for punching his own left back, and then the left back for punching his own keeper back. That was interesting that. one. Oh, they're evens, evens. Yeah, and, they, uh, and they were both shocked that they both got sent off because they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Right, I don't care. You punched each other. Well, we're a teammates. It's not a red card. Yes, it is. Bye, boy. Tatty boy." Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, if it is three matches, and Sai, you can confirm this. Oh, hopefully, can confirm this. It'll certainly be Hull and Huddersfield. And then it'll either be Boldmere in the County Cup or Forest in the league. Don't, don't be surprised if it is a suspension through match that it tends to not come through straight away. So if we've right. got Hull, we may not have come through in time for this weekend and then it'll be three matches. That that does happen. Yeah. Uh, keep your eye on the full. It will be on the full time. I'm pretty sure that it won't be. I'm 50, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm 50-50 on the county cup. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is the honest answer. Uh, if it if it will be or it won't be. Um but I know that I know that there was a Walter Wood player that was just, that got sent off in a county cup game, and they were told that he could still play in the FA Vars and by the county, the county competitions only, and he played, and Walter Wood got chucked out the FA Vars and cost them a lot of money. So you never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they got through to the, the fourth round, fifth, four, fourth round proper of the FA Vars, and they got chucked out for playing a player. But the Birmingham County had told them he was eligible to play, and the FA said, "Don't care what the what the county say, he wasn't, and, and you're out." So, yeah, politics. Yeah. Okay. So we'll wait for confirmation on that. Um, I think I'm just going to wrap up this sort of section of this last sort of this week of football with um, a tweet from Matty JB. Um, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Decent result away from home, especially with Derby losing. Got to be happy with seven points from nine, given two of them were Derby and filed. And obviously that's two games where those were against Derby and filed. So I, is that spot on? Yep, yep. So you would have took seven. That's what we said. That was that was realistically the aim, you know, six yep. and above. You knew we could get a result against one of them. It's been a bloody long week. I wouldn't want to play three matches in, in, in a week. Three matches of different, you know, of, of intensity, hanging on, filed, they would have pressed us and they were a physical side. It's good to get through it, get, you know, beat Hull. And then we've got, again, some tough games coming up. Like I said, we've got Huddersfield, you know, we've got the sideshow of the County Cup, Bob Mira now pushovers. Um, 
just keep going and keep keep getting the points. Uh, and then we and then we have a little bit of an easy time with the running and um, easier, I suppose. But you know, then we've got a few of the teams down there um, sandwiching between Forest. So yeah, keep it going, keep the momentum. Tom, do you agree with Matty JB there? Yeah, you know, I think we've spoken on the last podcast that the aim was roughly to get about seven points from me from these games. We've done that. Um, it's been a tough week um, for everyone, really. I mean, you play Sunday, Wednesday, and Sunday. You know, you got to fit in training sessions in between them as well. So, you know, it's been tough on the girls. It's been tough on the coaching team. But, you know, we've come through it. We've got seven points. We've lost no ground. And, yeah, I think it's been a, a, a perfect week, really, for them. Um, and, yeah, we've got, we've got to rest up now and go again. Um, can take it game by game from now. Yep, and it's going to be an interesting sort of next bit of the season because um, we are now officially halfway through the season. We've played 50% of the games. And that's a good place now to stop, uh, to finish this part of the pod and we'll be back after the break with part two. Thank you very much. Welcome to part two of the Wolves Women podcast. Um so for the second part of the show, it's just myself, uh, Nick and Tom for this part. So we'll dive straight into the upcoming fixtures. So this coming Sunday on the 6th of February, it's Hull away. Tom, we faced Hull already twice this season, both at home, once behind closed door, tight closed door, tight behind closed doors game in the league and a dominating league cup game where Hull put out quite a young team. So, it's going to be an interesting fixture to see what comes up, we come up against, isn't it? It's going to be interesting, yeah. Um, as you say, we faced them twice. I think, you know, we um, it was a tight game um, behind the behind closed doors. One, um, we finished three two. Um, you know, more was getting to um, that goal to get back in the league there, uh, back in the lead. Um, and then, you know, if you look at the Castlecroft game. Hall made quite a few changes, um, put a lot of the youth um, kids in as well. Um, and that was an easy game. So, yeah, I think we've, we've played them twice. It's been to- two total different games. So, I think going away from home, it is going to be tough. Um, but, you know, I think we've got the quality in there um, to, to bring away the three points. I think, you know, you, you look at our front three, Amber, Jade and Beth, and you've got the midfield. I don't know whether Summer, as I said, we don't know if Summer will be suspended for that. But, you know, you've got the likes of Naya Edwards who can come in. Um, Tammy George has been excellent. So, our quality, I think, will shine through in that game. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I was just carrying on my El Stato impersonation uh, from the first half. Uh, obviously, Hull have not won a game all season. Um, that continued today where they drew against Middlesbrough. I mean, that's a good point for them, don't get me wrong, but that they are rooted very firmly at the bottom. But I think the issue they've got is Hull have only scored 0.5 goals per game at home and conceded 3.5 goals per game at home. And that's compared to Wolves. I mean, these figures are before today's games. Um, So compared to Wolves scoring 2.75 goals per game away from home and conceding 0.5 goals per game away from home, it's going to be uh, a very... Well, it's it look you know you read it on paper that should be a real tough game for Hull, uh, and as you say, we should have the quality to to get past them. 
Um, yeah. My only concern is if we go in with that wrong mentality of this is whole bottom of the league, we can walk this one. Uh, and what happens then? So, Tom, it's goal score predictions. Cool. Let's let's put colours to the mask. How many? What do you think the score is going to be? If Wolves approach it in me, right way, I'm going to say I'm going to go five five now. I do because I think our quality will shine through. I think you know Hull are struggling, um, and I think they they're in serious threat of going down. Um, they say only you know no wins all season says says a lot for them. So yeah, I'm gonna if you approach it in the right way, it'll be at least five, I think. Yeah, I think I think Hull are going to put a real strong defensive performance in, but I think we'll get the I'll get I think we'll get three goals against them. So I'm going for a three nil win. Um, but I think key is starting on the front on the front foot, just go for it um, and not let them have try and get any momentum in there because I think once they do. If they get if they score a goal, they're just going to sit back and try and defend it to to keep that because they'll want the they'll want the win. Um, yeah, that's my concern. So that's, that's next Sunday, and the sort the the following week is Huddersfield away. Um, obviously, last time out up, up at Huddersfield, we won three two. Um, their last that league action was Wednesday night, just gone um, losing to Brighouse. They obviously played Everton in the FA Cup today and lost and have Brighouse again in the League Cup on next Saturday. So, Tom, I mean, you were, you, you were able to go, you went to that game up in Huddersfield, didn't you, if I remember rightly? Yeah, I, went, I was at the Huddersfield game, yeah. I think, again, it'll be something, it'll be very similar, won't it? Another tight game because Huddersfield have got quality in that in their team. Yeah, I think, you know, if you, Huddersfield are a tough side this year. I think they're, I think they're, they're one of the dark horses to watch out for. Um, I think that you know they've taken some good results out of some decent teams in this league. Um, and they gave us a tough game away from home. So I think they're going to come to our place. And they've got nothing to lose. I think you know what I mean they're going to just want to come to our place, put a performance in, and see what we can do. I mean, so they've got nothing to lose really. I think that. You know, I think again, I think we just got that little bit of extra quality in there, and I think you know, um, we've got some players back. Well, I mean, we had a few players missing for that Huddersfield game. What was out away from home, so I think we've got them back now. So I think, yeah, I think it'll be a, 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 a with, with our own fans with us as well, having the arm advantage. I think you know, and our quality. I think we'll get through it. I think we'll walk away with a win. It's going to be a tight game, though. Yeah, and if you look at this, I mean, just. As I said, looking at stats again, oh, I'm enjoying my stats today. Um, Huddersfield have averaged 1.86 points per game on the road this season. And that's compared to our 2.43 points per game at home. So I think on that basis, we're, we're you know, we are stronger at home than them, uh, away from home. So I think we, we should be able to sort of see this out, but it's going to be a tough, tough game again. Um. Score prediction, Tom. Gonna put you, yeah. You know, what you gonna put your name to? No, I'm gonna turn that one. 2-0, 2-0. I, I was going two one. So I think, you know, so I think, I think they yeah. will score. I think they're they're no pushovers. Um, but I think they will score. And I think it, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, picking up on carrying on from sort of picking up something we touched on in the sort of last pod and also first half of this pod. Um, we've had the county cup semi-final draw 
Um, it's not for another couple of weeks, so we'll do the sort of the more detailed review much nearer the time. Um, but we have been drawn away against Boldmere. Uh, so Michael's on the 20th of February. Um, surprisingly, we were kept separate from West Bromwich Albion. I mean, I, I was really surprised by that, Tom, weren't you? Well, that was a big shock, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I think we got we spoke about it on the last podcast. I think that you know we all we all wanted Balmere, and we we, we got that. Um, part of me was thinking that we was going to get Stourbridge, uh, <laughs> because yeah, you know, that's what usually happens in the semi final. We always seem to get Stourbridge, but we've kept away from them, and yeah, having it, you know, we've got the tie that we wanted really in Balmere. Well, you know my opinion on, on the uh, who I want in the final, proper footballing side. I'll leave it at that. I think I yeah. did see a comment somewhere from a Starbridge fan because there was quite a big contingent of Starbridge fans and and staff slash players at the uh, Black Country Derby uh, as well. And their comment was, well, we're looking forward to seeing Wolves in the final because um, they were not impressed with West Brom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... Um, so, as I said, we'll touch on it more later, but I think uh, just so everyone's aware, the 20th of February is the semi-final and it'd be good to get a good crowd down to Boldmere and cheer them on. Um, diving onwards, um, we've got update from the reserves. So the reserves were in League League Cup action, the reserves League Cup quarter-final. It's not been a good week for West Brom. Let, let's just leave it at that, shall we? There, or should we just say that men's women's reserves they've all lost um so Wolves women reserves beats West Bromwich Albion in the quarterfinals of the League Cup 3-2 with uh, so big shout outs to Daisy Wicket Chantal Tit and Harriet Wellings who got the goals um and to Tom of course the manager for sort of everything that he's done there Tom Warren so really pleased with that I actually think sort of the other big news on that was Larry Walker played all by the final couple of minutes. Tom, I think that's really welcome news, isn't it, to see her getting game time? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time out for Larry and for her to get game time there to get some fitness back. Um, with the reserves, is brilliant for her. As I say, it lasted near enough for the whole game. Um, so it'd be great, you know, to see her back and, you know, hopefully that, She'll be pushing back in the first team come in a few months' time, um, getting her fitness back up and getting back along with the first team. And be, cause be, I've always said it'd be interesting to see if she's done well for us in Tier 4. And I'd love to see what she could do in, in Tier 3 for us. And it gives us that different option as well. Yes, yeah, certainly if Summer is suspended, you presume uh, Cooper would come into that midfield in her place. And that for that does sort of free up a slot, therefore perhaps out on the wing for, for Lowry, maybe to come in for one of those games. Uh, and it was also noted that Leo Joyce got a couple of minutes back in. I mean, literally, that was the final couple of minutes of the game. So hopefully that's her also on the road to recovery. The draw has been made for the Reserves Cup, uh, League Cup. So Wolves will have a, an away trip to Enfield in sunny London town on the 13th of February. Um, so that's a good away trip. The other semi-final is, versus, is, is Huddersfield versus Southampton. Um I did ask the league um, what was the plan for the final um, venue and date to be confirmed. They'll depend on who's obviously get gets into the final. So, you know, no point having it up in sort of the north of England, sort of Newcastle way if, Wolves, if it's Wolves versus Southampton. And um, obviously no point having it, 
you know, down on the south coast of its Huddersfield versus Wolves, which, you know, I think that's a fair and logical way forward, but something just to keep your eye on. And, you know, London Wolves, it'll be great to see you if you can get down to Enfield or get round to Enfield on the 13th and cheer them on. Um, so that was that. Uh, today's cup, today's league action for the Wolves Women's Reserves was away at Leicester City. Haven't got the goal scores, I'm afraid, but they were, they drew three all. So it's been a day of away draws, Tom. Yeah, um, it, it's another good result um, for the reserves as well. I mean, Tom Tom Warren's building a, a decent setup there. Um, yeah, we're doing one in the league, and it seems like we're doing one in the cups as well. So all credit to Tom on that. Yeah, hugely. Uh, and another opportunity to for West Bromwich Albion to receive a beating comes up is coming up as well as on next Sunday on on sixth of February. Um, if you're not going to Hull, do to see if you can get down to Compton. I think well, it's due to be at Compton. I don't. I believe it's will be fans will be able to get in, uh, but might be worth just checking because they're West Bromwich Albion uh, reserves are at are at our place for that in the league, which will be uh, entertaining. Shall we leave it there? Entertaining. Moving on to something else that's entertaining, 150 goals, Tom. One and only Jade Cross scored 150 goals, and you were there to see the 150th. Yeah, um, it's what a legend what Jade is. Um, you know, 150 career goals for Wolves. I mean, you don't see that very often, dear. Uh, a player who can grab that many goals and she's been amazing over the years I think you know you look at her performance and, and you know um, when you speak to Maka this year she say about the goals it's not all about her goals um, it's about her the way that she plays I think it's about you know from um, a running off the ball a running on the ball the way she plays football and yeah I think that you know all around um, it's her whole game and 150 and I hope that she gets even more. She's got plenty of years ahead of her. So, yeah. Yeah, completely. And I think it's one thing I was looking again through those highlights, the highlights of those three goals against West Bromwich Albion on um, midweek. There was one player who was involved in all three goals. It was Jade Cross in all three goals. I mean, obviously she scored the third, but in the setup for both goals, both the other two goals, it was her causing problems for the the, the West Brom defence that set, helped set up the goals. I mean, you know, Tammy's been the prime example where it was her chasing down the ball, caused the back pass to the keep West Brom keeper who then cleared it out to Tammy. I, I think you said what Mac has said, Tom. I think you're right. I think Mac and yourself are right there. It's not just what, yeah. not just the goals. Yeah, it's not. As I say, it's a, it's a whole, whole wait wait for the team and. You know, she's like she she's like every game. You know, she'll she'll close down, she'll run after balls. Um, you know, and, and that's the type of place she is, and she, she's unique to us. Mm-hmm. And I think 150 goals is a credit to her because you know, and I think she'll get more. I mean, as I say, she's still got plenty more years ahead of her yet. And you know, she, we, we could see a breach of 200 goals with ease. I think mean, she's that good. So yeah, I think mean, you know and. All credit to her. She's an absolute legend for Wolves women. Yeah. Well, I think for Wolves. And I think now that Adama's left the club, that she's now the fastest Wolves player <laughs> at the club. <laughs> Tokyo right, of yeah. Jade as well. Um, January Player of the Month nominations. Sort of vote. Um, Jade Cross um, is obviously in there. You know, goals, 150th goal to help set up two others. 
can't say much but you know better than that uh, and another player we've talked about today Tom Anna Price Perks definitely up there for that yeah, yeah I think they got, I thought I think that the, you know the selection what we've put is is the right people um, you know I've been looking at it you know Jade she's been brilliant and say she got a 150th goal you know and I think if you look at the other two who selected as well Tammy and Shan I think that, you know, Shan's been excellent this month, I think, as well. You know, if you look at the saves, she went against Derby and she followed it up in the West Brom game. And Tammy has been brilliant all season. She has been absolutely outstanding all season. Um, All credit to him. There's four brilliant candidates there. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out we could have had a couple more on these sides there as well. Um, Who could have picked up as well, we could have included. But pointing out that, and um, quickly, so being asked by Baltic Wolves, um, who will play of the season so far? Because we said we're happy the season, and it's play fifty percent games. We're who the player our player of the season is, and maybe also maybe even break it out. Who's the player of the season so far in defence, midfield, and, and up front? What's your thoughts? Of the season for me, yeah, I feel just about about it, Tammy George. I think that she's been excellent. She's really controlled that midfield area. She's she she she's been stunning for us. And I think you know that goal what she scored against West Brom. I know it was a, it was a fancy mistake at the back, but you know now now taking it away from her that was absolutely to even attempt that. It was stunning, and I think that she's the she's our player of the season. Um, if you can go in by. Defence, midfield, and forwards. Um, I'll possibly say Kelly Darby at the back. Mm-hmm. Tammy, Tammy in midfield, and forward one. I think you got a case for each each one of them. I think Amber's done well since coming in. She's been amongst the goals. Jade, you know what Jade brings. He spoke about that. She absolutely brilliant. And then you got Beth Memick. I think that's the hardest one to pick, really. I think men three have been really brilliant for us this year. So I don't think I can pick a forward one, to be honest. I think they've been brilliant, but I think overall player of the season, it would have to be Tammy so far. Uh, and would that goal of Tammy's against uh, that, them lot be the highlight of the season so far for yourself? Yeah. I think I think it's been. I mean, wait, wait, I mean, as I say, I know it's a mistake of a part, but now now taking away from her to even attempt that. I mean, she she was alert to it from me off. You know that mistake. She was alert to it. She saw the goalkeeper off the line, and to get it the way to hit it the way she did, it was just brilliant. I mean, Ruben, it's a Ruben Neves-esque type of finish. You know, what I mean, he'd be proud well, of that. So, yeah, I think if we do a goal of a season candidate come the end of the season, I think that goal's got to be in there for me. Definitely. I mean, I think with that, it's it's worth pointing out that that could have either easily skied over the goal into the stands behind it, or or other players would have taken a touch and walked for you know taken the ball forward before having the shot, which would have allowed the keeper to you know sort of position herself better. Uh, you know, it was seeing the keeper off the line that, that made it what it was as well. Um, and I think we've probably touched on this next question as well. It's sort of all tied into Baltimore Wolves' question, so uh, shout out to them. Um, Expectations have they been met? Have they been exceeded? Are, are, are you are you or are you disappointed with are your expectations not being met, Tom? 
I think we all know the answer to that. Our expectations have been exceeded. Um, I mean, we spoke of it on our very first podcast that we did coming into the season. I think we were just thinking about, you know, getting ourselves in the league and, you know, maintaining our position. I think just being a stable side and, you know, staying up was our main objective. And we, I think we all said at the beginning of the season we finished around mid-table, didn't we? Um, so our, our expectations have been met and over and above. I think what Mac has done and what the coaching staff have done and what we've built here is amazing. I think, you know, um, we've really seen it and I think these these group of players are going on a journey together. Um, who knows what that will bring come the end of the season. I think, you know, our, our expectations have already been met, already have achieved and, you know, if we do get promoted, then wow. You know, it's 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 one of them. It's just been brilliant all round, and I can't fault them one bit. No, I think you summed it up perfectly there, Tom. It is. We are more than you know. You're right. That very first podcast when we talked about it was survival. Yeah, yeah that mid table would be good. That was where we sort of saw ourselves. A you know good mid mid table team consolidate this season and look for yeah. what would come next. I mean, I think personally, I think I think we need to be promoted this season now with the money that's coming into the championship next season. But yeah, well, with the, with the prize money going up, the only thing what will be disappointing, I think, for this season, I think if we finish top and we went all the way, um, and if we, if we end up beating and we, you know, because, you know, the teams are atop of a... Um, Southern League and our mugs are brilliant as well and I think that's going to be a tough game when we get there and I think if for either one I think if you go I'll come beaten and you know you're top of the league and you, you don't get promoted I think I think it is going to be a bit gutting if that happens but you know not all credit to the players because they've done us we've done us proud we really have yeah, well, I mean, Southampton, who are going to be one of the contenders for that top slot, well, along with Ipswich, have just knocked Bristol City out of the Championship out of the FA Cup. So, yeah. you know, we're going to be facing a battle to get that. You know, who, yeah. whichever team, whichever teams end up, you know, from the Northern facing either Southampton or Ipswich or Oxford, for that matter, chuck them into the mix as well. They're going to yeah. face a difficult game. It's not going to be an easy yeah. ride. I mean, I think, personally, I think the Southern League, as a league in itself, is an easier league. But I think the two team, the two three yeah, teams up at the right, top are, are very good teams. Mm. Um, talking about the FA Cup, I we picked up that oh, the FA announced that there was going to be extra funding for the Women's FA Cup from next season. Um, no details yet, but this was sort of announced on Friday as momentum was being built from the Women's Football Fans Collective. Um, in their their call for equal prize money for the FA Cup. Um, I mean, we've talked about the FA Cup prize money on here before, Tom. Um, it's shocking what the prize money is at the minute. And I think it's we need to see more. We, I, I think until we see the details, we can't comment. 50 quid extra per round is not going to cover the cost of transport, is it really? Well, it's not. Um, you know, it's, it's good news that they are increasing it, but... You know, I'd want to probably see the full details of that before we before we even think we're whether it's a good thing or not. I think you know it needs to be a significant amount. It needs to go by by a significant amount, in my opinion. Um, so you know, I, I will reject reserve judgment on that until we get the full facts and the full details from the FA. But I think it at the moment it is a step 
step in the right direction, that there is dialogue now and there is that, 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 that the prize money is going to go up, but we're just waiting to see by how much. Yeah, um, I think it also shows the pre- yeah the the fact that pre- fan pressure has brought this as well. You know, you, we get that yeah. attention from fans demanding that better, and I think obviously links to the, the hard work that Clapton and Starbridge, for that matter, in raising it um, with their campaigns this season. So good news. Well, hopefully good news. We'll wait and see, as you say, Tom. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Wolves Women fan ca- uh, Wolves Women podcast. Um, I think that leaves me just to say thank you very much, Tom, for joining us today. Um, and we'll catch you next time, I'm sure. Yeah, catch you all next time. Um, it can I ask obviously we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and please do follow us on all those platforms not yet on TikTok not sure anyone wants to see myself dance though just a heads up <laughs> when we do get to play Burnley they do put their home games on TikTok so you might we might have a TikTok account by yeah. then just so we can all sit and watch TikTok to ourselves um, <laughs> I'm not going there um, obviously email do <laughs> Do email wolveswomenpodcast at outlook.com and uh, you know, do share, review, five-star reviews, always appreciated. And until next time, up the wolves, down with the Albion. Bye-bye. <laughs>